0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour three of the program. We've got Paul Maneri and Joel Myers on the show, plus Sports Libs and LSU Baseball are our moment of zen. i will have some highlights, a little compilation of their series victory. Perhaps a season-saving victory against... Florida, Maybe a little hyperbolic, but big, 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 big couple of wins on Friday and Saturday for LSU after getting thrashed in that opener. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, should the Saints trade up in the draft? The no's outweighing the yeses in a big way. About 77% of you saying no. It'll be interesting to watch that play out. In the NBA tonight, Milwaukee, they completed the sweep on the Detroit Pistons, no surprise there really 127 to 104, the combined point differential of plus 95 in that series for the Bucks tied for the second highest in a sweep in NBA history. The only more lopsided sweep was the 2010 Magic over the Hawks in the conference semifinals, plus 101 there. Really dominant performance by the Eastern Conference's number one seed, and they might be there in that spot for many years. When you consider Giannis's stature and, and rising stature now, the young NBA superstar, Giannis is really what. And this is I'm not trying to take an unwarranted shot at Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a great player, regardless of how he's handled the situation around the Pelicans the last few months. He's a fantastic basketball player. But I do think it's fair to say that Giannis is what everybody thought Anthony Davis would be at this point. Just incredibly aggressive on both sides of the court. A player in a small market, relatively small market, in Milwaukee – that is still one of the most recognizable faces now in the NBA and, frankly, might be the face of the NBA in a couple of years when LeBron James indeed does call it quits. Lessons there. Lessons learned there. I don't, I don't hear Yanis or anybody around him talking about wanting out of Milwaukee anytime soon, maybe when that second contract comes. Jazz and the Rockets playing in the first quarter. 29-16 to 16 was the score at last check and it is indeed 29 to 16 303 to play in that first quarter also in the NHL we're going to overtime stars and predators stars trying to close out that series leading 3 to 2 we'll keep you updated there the carolina hurricanes extended that series to seven games against the washington capitals 5-2 they won that game earlier you know it's it, very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to watch this NCAA corruption trial play out. It started today. This is the second one. Of course, Will Wade is not going to have to testify in that trial any longer. That was ruled on last Friday by a federal judge, so he nor Sean Miller are going to have to testify for the defense in that trial. That's very, very big. But keep an eye on that. We'll be covering it this week once we learn anything, and, and we'll see if... Any more transcripts, or at least uh, wiretaps, or the transcripts of those wiretaps are played or read in that trial. Now, earlier tonight on Sports Talk, uh, Zach Strief and Christian Garrick—Strief was co-hosting with Christian with Bobby. Yeah, they were talking a lot about the NFL draft, but they also got into a conversation about Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas entering the final year of that rookie deal, only four years on that rookie deal, without the extra optional fifth year, team option for a fifth year, because he wasn't drafted in the first round. Only first-rounders have that. Thomas certainly could get a new deal. He's valuable enough where he's earned a new deal. But here's the thing with the Saints. The Saints usually don't extend guys early. Look at how they've handled Drew Brees' contracts the last couple of times. They've waited till his contract has expired. Some of those negotiations, when they have happened, after that contract has expired, certainly have been tense and left fans a little nervous. But if they're not going to extend Drew Brees early, Really think they're going to extend Michael Thomas early? Maybe it might happen. They're different players, different positions, different contracts. The age is different. Drew had made a lot of money up to the point the last couple of times. Michael Thomas relatively has not. I do agree with Zach when Zach says he's not going to blame Michael Thomas if he holds out. But I don't think that's going to get him what he wants. Not with this franchise. And I still remain skeptical that he's going to get what he wants, period, from this franchise. The Saints could possibly use a franchise tag on Thomas in the 2020 season if they feel like he would just be too expensive and extending him would be too expensive. That would set up an epic fight, and you might see Thomas just continue to hold out through that. That's well down the road. But I will say again... It is very hard for me to fathom this franchise that has not paid top flight money to that position up to this point in the Loomis-Payton era going to shell out $20 million a year for Michael Thomas. That's about the, the range that he's going to be looking for in free agency. He wants more money. He wants to be the highest paid player, highest paid receiver in the NFL. That means you've got to get over that 18 and a half million a year that Odell Beckham is making. And frankly, Michael Thomas has been a better player the last couple of years than Odell Beckham. Yes, Beckham dealt with injuries and he was stuck up in New York and he was with Eli Manning. I understand the situations aren't similar. Michael Thomas deserves to be the highest-paid player, uh, a receiver rather, in the NFL. I don't know if that the Saints will do that. I also don't know if that's a wise move. I just want everybody to remember this, and this is why I bring this up every once in a while. You've got to remember this when you talk about Michael Thomas, that the highest-paid receiver in the NFL in the last 25 years, those teams and that receiver have never won a Super Bowl. It has never happened. In 25 years, the highest-paid receiver in the NFL has only made even one Super Bowl. And that was Julio Jones with the Falcons a couple of years ago. It's going to be very interesting to watch what happens with the Browns when they've got Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Do you guys make it about, what is it, $33 million a year or so? At that position, your top two receivers. This is an experiment that's never been tried before with the Browns. It might work in Cleveland because you're paying your quarterback rookie money. And Baker Mayfield, and you've got a lot of young stars on their first contract, their rookie contracts littered on that roster. That's not going to be the case here in New Orleans. You're going to have Cam Jordan, and then Alvin Kamara is going to be up for contract very soon. All these offensive linemen. Guys like Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams will be looking for new contracts a year after Michael Thomas is. Demario Davis will still be on this team. So it's... I don't think it's really realistic to think that the Saints are just going to pony up whatever Michael Thomas wants. I'm not arguing that Michael Thomas shouldn't ask to be the highest-paid receiver in NFL history. not seeing he hasn't earned that. But also, if we're talking from a team-building perspective, a cap-management perspective, which is what the Saints must worry about, I, I remain unconvinced that it would be wise to offer Thomas, say, a five-year deal worth about $100 million a year. Uh, $100 million total, $20 million a year. The cap's going up. It's all about percentage of cap. I get it. But when you're going to be going through at least a transition from Drew Brees to whatever other quarterback's going to start after him relatively soon, do you really want that $20 million receiver on the roster? I don't know. That's going to be one of the toughest calls that Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton have ever had to make with this franchise. But you can find Zach Streif's commentary on this and why Zach said that Thomas would be justified in holding out even this offseason, this summer. That's at www.l.com. We've also got coverage of Mickey Loomis' press conference at www.l.com and much more. We're going to take a break when we come back. Paul Maneri was on Sports Talk, skipper for LSU Baseball. We'll have that conversation next on the last lap. Welcome back to the show, LSU Baseball. A series win against Florida, a much needed series win. Paul Maneri has been under fire from a lot of the LSU fan base over the past couple of weeks. The skipper sat down with Christian Garrick and Zach Streif earlier tonight. Here is that interview. That was earlier tonight on Sports Talk. LSU skipper Paul Maneri. LSU one game behind Arkansas in the SEC West. They get Alabama this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll be covering the NFL draft, so most of that will be heard on our sister station, Hot 92.9. We're going to open up the phone lines now for you, 504-260-1870, open lines. Pretty much the rest of the show, our text line is 870-870. Somebody asked from the 504, but Seth, who, in your opinion, would be worth moving up for, and how high would they go? I I, I don't have anybody specific, and I'm not trying to dodge your question. Here's why I don't. It just depends on who falls, how high you had them on your draft board, and what position you're at now, regardless of the name, if you've got a top 10 pick that falls to the late first round, you look at moving up there back in 60 seconds on the last lap. Great time of year uh, for sports fans. One of the best. You have NBA playoffs going on. you got NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs, NFL drafts, college baseball is getting into the latter part of their season and heading into the postseason. That's great. Keeping an eye on the NBA scoreboard. The Bucs earlier tonight, 127-104. They eliminate the Pistons. Four-game sweep for the Bucs. The Jazz trailing 3-0 to the Rockets. They're at home in Salt Lake City. 38-32 mid-second quarter. Looks like Chris Paul, leading scorer for Houston with 11 points and Jay Crowder, 14 points for Utah. In the NHL, the Hurricanes stayed alive, 5-2 over the Caps earlier. They're in overtime in Dallas. The Stars and Predators tied 1-1. We should have a final result of that game before our show ends in about 30 minutes. we got sports libs coming up in just a little bit, but one of the things we haven't really talked about the last few days because there's been this deluge of NBA, NFL draft talk and even NBA playoffs and of course college baseball is the David Griffin hire it was a great day last week with his hire it felt like a new day for this Pelicans franchise I was out there lots of excitement in the building and I told you last week my thoughts on David Griffin what a smart and bright basketball mind he is and what a great fit I think he's going to be in New Orleans I had a chance to talk to Joel Myers television voice of the Pelicans about this hiring and he's known David Griffin for a very long time so it was very interesting Interesting Perspective. Here's my conversation with Joel. Always a pleasure to talk to Joel Meyer, television voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. At Joel Myers NBA on Twitter, give him a follow there. We're going to take a break when we come back. We'll open up the phone lines. Joey and Pearl River. Ah, been a little, been a while, Joey. We'll get to you. Wants we'll to talk a little. Michael Thomas, frequent caller to the program. We've got sports libs and I'm setting you up for our huge week of draft coverage here on WWL. We're back after this on the last lap. Talked a lot of NFL draft tonight. Of course, it starts on Thursday. We'll get to our coverage in just a little bit. But Joey and Pearl River, it's been a while since you called the program. Joey, what's going on?
1: Hey, Seth. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Before I get started, can I just ask, uh, how are things up in Pullman?
0: They're they're better now. Yeah, they, they flooded up in Pullman, which was weird. I know be really weird. I know. Yeah. I just say, uh, you know, it was flooding main street in Pullman, Washington, where Washington state university is uh, my alma mater, but things, things are better. Thanks for asking, Joy.
1: Okay, man. Great. Listen, um, now this is just me thinking, but, um, let's put some hypothetics. Um, let's say drew and, uh, Teddy and, and Mike, Michael Thomas, the defense win a super bowl this year.
0: Okay.
1: I think, okay. I think drew, uh, goes out a champion you know that that this would probably be his swan song you know healthy and a champion and um that would leave either teddy bridgewater you know as as since he's only on that one-year contract sure um as your quarterback plus whatever you might pick up you know and then um and if not then you're going to have a say a possibly a first year quarterback uh as, you know, a veteran starter mm-hmm. or a rookie and Mike, Th- Michael Thomas, you know, being like a, by then would be going into his uh sixth, fifth or sixth year, you know? um Yeah. As, and you'd have to would, pay
0: him, you know, $20 million a year or so to keep him, I think.
1: But when you're running, you know, and if they're in the same system, you know, Sean yes. sticks around and, and. So you you're, know, for, Mike, you're for, you're uh, for paying
0: uh, Michael uh, Thomas, Joey, or, or you're not.
1: Well, yeah, because simply because of his hands, his experience, his route running and stuff, and you know, just uh, which would help a new quarterback. Oh, there's no Whether doubt, Joey. Oh, absolutely.
0: I don't. I don't want to look. If you heard m- me earlier talking about Michael Thomas, this is a conversation we'll have a lot into the summer. I am not denigrating Michael Thomas one bit. If he's not the best receiver in the NFL right now, he is near the top, and he deserves to get paid. I do not begrudge him at all. And if you were to hold out, I do agree with Zach Streif who said this earlier tonight. You can't really blame him for that. That's a leverage play by a player who doesn't have very many ways to get leverage on a team he's trying to get paid from. But I don't know if it would be necessarily the smartest decision by the organization to pay Michael Thomas $20 million a year. When you're going to be going through, well, not a rebuild necessarily, but certainly a transition to a new quarterback. But it's an interesting debate, and it's going to be very interesting to watch it play out. Is Drew Brees going to retire if they win a Super Bowl? I don't know. Does he go on top like John Elway or Peyton Manning? Maybe. It depends on how Drew plays. If Drew Brees plays like an MVP candidate one more time this year, I don't think there's any reason to think he won't come back for another one or two-year deal. I don't necessarily think it's automatic that Drew's done this year. But you're right. It would be a fantastic way for him to call it a career. Thanks for listening and calling, Joey. I really appreciate it. Let's get to sports libs now. Logan Falgu behind the glass. We play this every night on the show. Like a little Mad Libs. He has some statements, has a little fill in the blank. And we're going to do a little rapid fire. Sports libs tonight. So let's go, Logan. What's he got? saved their season, I don't know if that. LSU shut up the naysayers this weekend. How about that? At least for the moment. They, they they quieted the doom and gloom crowd. They they shut up the naysayers this weekend, I'll say. Game of Thrones. After the draft, cuz you can do both. Why not? Anybody who's not watching Game of Thrones, get on this train. It's going to be the most watched show since Seinfeld. It's a cultural revolution. I've talked about it a lot. Podcast has no name. Drops in the morning. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, just recorded that tonight. Uh, yeah, watch some Game of Thrones. Don't be a hipster and not watch it just because everybody likes it. You're missing out. Logan, you still haven't watched yet. Are you a hipster? <laughs> no, no comment from Logan. All right, what's next? In every way. The Pelicans will be affected in every way. The way the organization is run, the philosophy of, of player moves, maybe even pace of play, although Alvin Gentry, he'll be back. We'll have a lot to say with that. But this franchise will be affected in every feasible and possible way by that hire, and certainly hope it's in a good way. Excited. I like it. I do not mind schedules that are tough at the beginning. As a fan, as somebody who watches the team, I love it. I love it. Give me the back-to-backs. At Los Angeles and at Seattle, give me the uh, the Falcons on Thanksgiving and that four game stretch of divisional games in the middle of the season. I like it. I, I don't even like it. I love it. I'm all in. Forgive, yes. Forget, no. That's something that he will have to live with for the rest of his career. I don't think it's an indictment, you know, a life sentence of you know, irresponsible behavior or that's how his legacy will be completely remembered. But let's be honest here. He made some very terrible decisions. I do think it's a little bit pie in the sky, though, to think that he will be back. But maybe it happens with David Griffin now. That's Lips, Thanks, Logan, for that. Uh, and we do have four days of NFL draft coverage coming from Thursday through Sunday. When and where? I'll tell you coming back as we wrap up the show on the last lap. Quick look at our NFL draft coverage Thursday through Saturday, wall-to-wall coverage Thursday at 4, Saints draft preview, Zach Street, Deuce, McAllister. They go deep with Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, and lots of the coaches. On Friday, we'll be at Desi Vegas Seafood and Prime Steaks in Metairie from 4 to midnight. That's a great new location for Draft Fest Friday. And then Saturday, you can join us at Walk-On's Bistro and Bar in Covington for Saints Draft Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Thanks to Logan Falgu behind the glass, Todd Manessis, our day producer and assistant program director, Diane Newman, our program director, and Tim Zimmer for helping book the show today. Thanks to our guests, Aaron Fitt, Doug Mouton, Brian Lazar, and Joel Myers. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Seth Dunlap. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. Follow us on Twitter at WWL AM FM and catch the podcast version of the show if you missed any of it at WWL.com in the on demand section, Apple Podcasts, or the radio.com app. We'll hand it off to Beyond Reality Radio, our moment of zen tonight. Cole Henry. Big day. A couple of strikeouts here from him en route to a victory on Friday.